0: might have seen uh, the most southern thing I ever have. Okay, like what? Well, I did, you know, my my favorite drive, the drive uh, from St. Petersburg to Boston. Oh, gosh,
1: that is literally the entirety of, <laughs> o- almost <laughs> yeah. the entirety of the eastern coast of the U.S.
0: Yeah. This one actually went really smooth because oh, we nice. didn't leave at 1 a.m. this time. Mm, that'll do it. Yeah. yeah. But, um the the south is known for you driving there's lots of trees covered in air potato or kudzu uh you see a lot of billboards for porn shops for truckers mm-hmm. uh a lot of stuff with bible quotes on it hmm. but i remember just driving through and there was something that like it almost looked like a painting like huh it, it it existed in real life, and yet it just felt like something more than what it was. You're driving through this area. You see these oaks. They've got the Spanish moss dripping off of them. Mm. You, the, everything in the background is kind of blue because it's humid. It's just that specific glow of early summer in the south and peeking through the green and gray trees is this bright orange sign with block red lettering that just says, REPENT!
1: <laughs> oh my god. It's so aggressive. Yes. Why? It, I, it, it, we, we gotta get these people to repent. Got it. I mean, there's, o- well, I guess we've learned that conservative art doesn't really consider design too
0: much, so mm-hmm. this sort of makes sense. I could see the yeah. thought process here. Runner up was a bumper sticker that just said girl truck.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that even mean? Is it a girl's girl truck. Is it a girl's truck? Is it a girl truck like in cars? Is the is the truck gendered?
0: Or oh is it a truck for picking up your girls? Right, this is my girl's truck. Girl
1: truck, mm-hmm. girl. Oh my god! You know this what, is a mess.
0: Joe? I think it's about time we've had a girl truck. It's it's 2022. Yeah, I mean it's a little late, right? Yeah, I <laughs> c- can you believe we haven't had a girl truck yet? Doesn't this assume that there's a boy truck?
1: Hmm. If we're falling into binaries, right? I.
0: Well, I have seen trucks with um wow. uh, with, uh with some donuts. <laughs> so
1: you check? Yeah, you got to check like in the wild to see which is which.
0: <laughs> well, okay. Uh. D- does the existence of truck nuts does that imply <laughs> that oh my most trucks are castrated <sighs> like like cattle or uh or or like any herd animal? Like they they want to control they're uh they're breeding so they're uh sterilizing uh the trucks that are just meant for work rather than uh siring hmm it might like what like whenever whenever you see a truck with truck nuts you're like oh that's a stud it's probably 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 worth a lot of money
1: oh my god i hate this so much (laughs) 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 this is like this is a conversation i imagine having like you know, when you're you're like a couple drinks in or you're high and then people take it mm. really seriously, where you're like, Well, hold on, what if? You know, like it's like when anybody starts talking right. about simulation theory or something and you kind of can't take it serious, <laughs> but you want to cater to it. But the fact that right. we're talking about this here, I feel like we are borderline on <laughs> the the mm. context that this best fit this best fits. However, to your point, I think you got
0: something. I don't know. There could be something yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 it was the first time I'd ever seen a girl truck, I guess. First time, yeah, well. You know, it's like, it's like, uh, you never see baby pigeons. Oh, God, you don't. Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Curious. Very. (laughs) Uh, but, I mean, that otherwise was, was my weekend. Uh, I'm very glad. Made it back up to Boston, and then, you know, it's always just a hop, skip, and a jump over to the Uncanny County Museum, where we are wrapping up uh this incredible journey with all of your incredible research on Protestants versus Catholics. Protestants and Catholics. Protest, uh, Protestants and Catholics. And yeah, they they don't need to be uh, opposed. Yeah. No. That's yeah. why I was
1: like I, I I mean, you know, that's why I was saying versus, but they're not brawling it out. They are simply it's yelling not, It's not it's not
0: alien versus predator.
1: It is not well
0: now, which is which?
1: Mm, ah, I knew you were going to ask me this. OK, uh, well, I think I think predator is because this is the Catholics for obvious reasons, and then mm. alien is, is the Protestants, because just like it, you know, hatches its eggs places, that's where it can take its form. Um, mm. So, from Easter eggs
0: sure let's go with that (laughs) yes (laughs) from easter eggs the lutheran church was born and then the methodists yes i mean i saw enough of those coexist bumper stickers too but you know because you're you're driving driving through uh uh, florida and georgia and and really the, the carolinas and even into virginia you see some more concerning stuff
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I even I I drove to my friend's house recently and passed one of the like small white chapel like you know churches mm-hmm. and like yeah. they had a very passive aggressive sign outside that was just like I, mm. I, I can't even remember but it was something like you know Jesus died for you or something like that mm. but, like one of those things where it's like you know only some of us are going to heaven not all of you some of us uh. and it's like uh there's a mosque up the road this feels this feels weird you know like there's something here i you know racially motivated but anyways it it is but you know just go to pa as soon as you leave philadelphia there is a there's an amish billboard for amish land or whatever it's called (laughs) and then there is like multiple bible quotes that don't really Mm -hmm. make sense but
0: Mm -hmm. (sighs) yeah amen go birds let's get into it
1: (laughs) that's how we're that's immediately how we're doing this yes
0: love that yeah amen go birds
1: um yeah, no, I mean, I think it's it's fitting even just using the, the billboards anecdote as a way to set this up for our tour because, yes, we are wrapping up Protestants and Catholics, and where that really takes us is contemporary times today in America and specifically mm-hmm. what, you know, has happened afterwards of the Reformation, what that led to, which is essentially the Pilgrims showing up in America to cults to now US politics. So, Mm. yeah, that's a lot of stuff to cover. And I think, you know, we're going to try to do our best to streamline some things and get to some certain points. But ultimately, this, as we've been saying since. You know the first part of this tour. There are so many, you know, reverberations happening throughout history, and specifically puritanical yeah. ones that have an effect. Just like Catholicism has an effect on this world too. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not out of this either. It's it's sort of a yeah, both yeah. of a problem. But as we've also said, in reestablishing this, this is not an attack on faith. It's not an attack on people's religion and choice. It is mm-hmm. more looking at the pol- the political and the social. Issues as well as consequences that come out mm-hmm. of this, and what this yeah. leads to. So, um, in turning your attention here to the right, uh, there mm-hmm. is a boat parked outside uh, the harbor here <laughs> because we're now there. Um, but as as we've gathered, you all at the waterfront. Are we here standing at UCM,
0: on Plymouth Rock to look at it?
1: Um, no, no, we're still in UCM territory here. We're oh, not okay. in the, we're not in the, the, so the what, area. so
0: what happens if I pull this sword out of the rock? Because I know if oh, you pull the sword out of this right. rock, you become the king of <laughs> Massachusetts. Is that
1: how that, yeah, that definitely makes sense. I mean, yes, I guess the same rules would apply here though. So you could go ahead and try to pull it out, but
0: are you mm. worthy? I, I don't want to find out. Are you sure? Yeah, I, I want to live with the mystery. <laughs> okay. All right, that's a yes. choice. Uh, so, okay, so Pilgrims, they're coming pilgrims, to America. Why? Yes. Well,
1: that's a whole story that we're about to get into because it is mm-hmm. kind of dumb and also kind of makes sense, but yeah, yikes. Yeah, the Pilgrims, essentially, as we all know, and what everybody's, in at least in the U.S., has been taught through their basic history classes, which pretty much cover mm-hmm. the fact that Pilgrims show up at Plymouth Rock, build a house, hang out with the Native Americans and indigenous peoples of, you know, the Wampanoag, to be specific, and then Mm -hmm. democracy forms, and then Thanksgiving happens, and everything's chill, which is not correct at all, right? It's a bit of a yada, yada, yada. It is a bit of a yada, 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 and then we end up in World War II, which is, I
0: feel like, how most U.S. history classes go. Um, I feel like we always got bogged down before we got to World War II.
1: I mean, yeah, I feel that I I guess I can't relate because in like, at least in high school, I was in the honors ones and we they split it pretty well Mm. in terms of what we were going to focus in on. But they skip over a lot of stuff that I feel like was uh, very important.
0: But history is is a hard class, I feel like to write a curriculum for because it's the one that there's it. It's the one where the material is constantly growing. Oh yeah. I mean in one of them, we got up to like current day by the end mm. of the semester, and it was like, well, wow. what do we what do we do now? <laughs> like we're here. We that is I I'm I'm very impressed. I he mean moves I quick. He and, and luckily no history has happened since then. Yeah, you know, we've since stopped you were in high school, I'm sure. Yeah, no, we totally stopped. <laughs> we're, after we're in that en- we're in that end of history period yeah. that they were talking about in right. the eighteen hundreds.
1: Exactly. Yeah, we totally got there. Nothing nothing major mm-hmm. happening now. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, so with that in mind, that's what we're focusing on for at least the first part of this tour is the mm-hmm. Pilgrims. And now that we have the previous tours as a reference to what was going on at the same time, which is about the yeah. 1600s, we can now look at the Pilgrims as these, you know, fleeing, you know, re- basically why they're fleeing religious persecution. Um, mm-hmm. But specifically, they're fleeing out of England. Now, we yes. didn't talk too much about England. But there's a little thing that goes down there where they switch from the Catholic Church to then the Church of England at least I believe mm-hmm. and I think Protestantism comes out in there too but that's because of a man named King Henry VIII and uh you know as we know from the Hermans Hermits song uh which is always in my head constantly <laughs> but who, yeah, created the Church of England essentially, and it functions a little similar to the Catholic Church, but now he can get divorced. So you know, and killed
0: okay. a bunch of his wives. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that the this we we can maybe assume people know this story, or at least the jokes of yeah. We're not King really going to get the wanting a male heir, and his wives repeatedly not being able to yeah give him bad. one. And, I mean, even recent scholarship that suggests it probably was more on Henry that he was not able to have a son. Yeah, yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah, no, Mm -hmm. that's about as far as we're gonna get in terms of talking about this because it's really not relevant. But all you need to know is, even like we mentioned with the Huguenots, that they are not really welcomed in England anymore due to these uh, changes. However, I also wanna point out it's kind of because they're a little too radical. And Ooh. we'll explain a bit further into why, but essentially these, you know, they are called the Puritans for a reason. They're real into the, mm-hmm. you know, the purest life possible. And we're talking yeah. Calvinists, but more extreme. I mean, there's a lot here mm-hmm. to unpack, but essentially, and, and without digging necessarily into the faith, but you could see how maybe the English weren't too keen on this and why, you know, that they wanted to go back to, a more righteous path, a uh, very Christ-like state, but also things need to function in a certain way, and then we get into a lot of rules and mitigating. And you know, when the when the Catholic Church and then the Church of England is running a theocracy out of the monarchy, ye, ye, Puritanical views don't really fall in the line sometimes. So, needless to say, they weren't really getting what they wanted out of England and had to flee. Uh huh. which, yeah, makes sense. I don't know if they were in as much of a danger as, like, let's say the Huguenots, for instance, when it comes to conspiracy, although I'm not an expert in this, so I don't want to just be uh, throwing that out there as false right. information. But there is, you know, this is the context now that we have it, that there is a clash there's, of there's ideas. Pr- there's
0: precedent now that if you do not like whatever the state brand of christianity is you can say well i'm gonna make my own exactly yeah and
1: that's where you could see the fleeing coming into hand here and also sort of yeah. like the english or at the time are not like the french you know with king francis in the beginning who's sort of just letting this go for the sake of learning Right, where mm-hmm. it's like, well, we'll let people experiment with ideas. We don't, we won't, mm-hmm. you know, we'll we'll be open to the philosophy of it. But in England, that's not really the no. That's yeah, not yeah, acceptable. yeah. It's
0: it's it's very it's very French, you know. They're like yeah, the the, <laughs> the experiment, you know, like the yeah. It's like uh, you you've got your you've got your wife, but you got your you got your mistress. Your yeah. You know, it's it's it, but it's France. It's, it's France. sexy. You're you're exactly. experimenting, you're trying things.
1: Yeah, and then you could definitely see a scholar back then, you know, who was studying abroad from like, mm-hmm. you know, Italy or something or even the Netherlands yeah. and was like, you know, I just lost myself in Paris. It's just you have to visit. It's really amazing. <laughs> I I I really like to think that exists all throughout history. Like, study abroad mm. students
0: always have existed when they could and just were it always kind the of same. has. That was what the grand tour was <laughs> yeah, in exactly. Europe for a long time. This mm. idea of these these young people of means, before they're supposed to take over their family's estate or plantation or whatever, they're supposed to go around Europe and see the runes and yeah. uh, the runes and ruins. Uh, right. <laughs> uh you know and and this is also kind of back before the stuff was roped off you could kind of right. just walk up to crumbling roman buildings and you know have a drawing have a charcoal drawing done of you yeah next to it that's
1: that's really when we had to be there you know definitely would have been better yeah. but now i gotta wait in a line Ugh. yeah <laughs> and then i get yelled at to buy the charcoal drawings on the street i don't even want them
0: yeah, yeah. No, yeah. you have, now you have, I wonder if back then there <laughs> were people dressed as centurions that like, oh my God. <laughs> that like stand next to you to get the drawing yeah. done. And right. then they're like, now pay, <laughs> pay me, pay me, pay I me. I have a, but also it's back then. So they have real sword. Yeah.
1: They can actually rob you. <laughs> that would be a very, that's a very extreme way of like mugging someone. I feel like, or, or, mm-hmm. yeah, eh, I hope so. Well, I don't hope so, right. I guess. But yeah, anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyways, they fled. The Pilgrims, Puritans, I'm going to just keep... I'm going to be very straightforward. I, I'm going to swap through that multiple times, and I apologize in advance. But yeah. it is confusing, because right. as soon as but, they jump to ink, to the Americas, yeah. they're the Pilgrims.
0: Yes. Um, well, Pil- Pilgrim being a... A word that does not necessarily have right. to mean the pilgrims. A pilgrim Correct, yes. can a, so, a pilgrim can be anyone that is traveling for a religious journey. There's yeah, a quite famously right. a, a a pilgrimage to Mecca, which is yes, asked yes. of any uh person of uh of Muslim faith mm-hmm. to to do uh, you know, in their life. That's that's the Hajj, right? Yes, yeah. Yes. Um a pilgrimage is is any sort of holy holy journey people Mm -hmm. were doing pilgrimages across europe there was as we talked about previously a whole tourist industry of people from uh all over europe doing pilgrimages across spain and into italy
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And it it still happens today and there's pilgrimages even in the in the Christian and Catholic faiths, of course. It's it's Yeah. it is that no, holy I, journey, that's yeah. what it means in the sense. Yeah,
0: part. I mean, I I went on birthright, which is maybe the closest, but I was there for the food. It could be a I think it's still a pilgrimage just to
1: food. You it was yeah, just it was adjacent.
0: It, it, you jumped off at the last yeah, minute to yeah. the other thing. Well, yeah, I I, I can't turn down a free trip like that. But also it was interesting. We were going into going into Jerusalem and you're seeing the you know, we're supposed to go down and see the tombs and everything, all the sites that are important to Jews, but you're passing by uh at the chapel that's supposedly built where the Last Supper was, and yeah. you're passing like the Christian tours.
1: Oh it's yeah, just, it's, it's a, a weird it's, crossover. It's such, an, it's
0: such an odd moment of uh of just yeah. ships passing in the night. Um but <laughs> it's all wow, it happened here. It's like this is the cro- this is the real it's, multiverse. That's, this is really convenient that King David's tomb is right <laughs> next to where the last supper was.
1: <laughs> yeah, did you get the fast pass so we can go in? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, oh man. Um but yeah, mm-hmm. no, absolutely that a pilgrimage is that holy journey in that way. So and that's what they, th- you know, believed mm-hmm. they were doing, hence the name. I also think it might have been grafted on after uh but regardless. So, yeah. They flee England, the Puritans yes. move from England and they head to the Netherlands, which this is for a few reasons. One mm-hmm. They're in the same ballpark in terms of faith, so that works out. They're like, okay, these guys. So they're their
0: their brand of Protestantism is more uh, is more aligned with the Calvinists than Anglicans, which are kind of Catholic light, I'm guessing, because basically the the main tenant is no is is no pope and yes divorce. Definitely not in their line of
1: that. Then no, I I think like I mean. I think that would be too easy for them, in that way. You know, or not? Maybe "easy" isn't the right word. Like too, 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 too,
0: lax. Like, yeah,
1: too lax. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, well, I mean, it's kind of interesting that our perception of the British Isles as you know, Catholicism is like a, you know, it's it's the religion of, uh, most of Ireland, parts of Scotland, and. You know, little, there's little holdouts and stuff. But I have always struggled to understand what exactly the theological differences were Mm. with Anglican Protestantism, which basically, from what I understand, they still have bishops. They they still have this top down system to it that is very reminiscent of catholicism you just have a different figurehead you have Mm -hmm. whoever is wearing the crown (laughs) and in that sense i understand it's a more directly imperialist project of of england taking over the other uh the other countries I, i guess i understand it from that perspective that that's probably more of what is driving the wedge um between them cuz otherwise i i it's never been impressed upon me what exactly their theological differences is the, the the calvinists at least have have a they they have a theory of of what right of what of what their religion is supposed to be they have a defined theology i really it's never been explained to me what exactly anglican yeah exactly. how, how this differentiates en- itself enough that it is considered such a defining trait of the, the influence of England uh, in the British Isles.
1: I, yeah, I, I, I also don't really know that specifically. Mm. Um, yeah. The differences I, I can I, of course I'm going to end up looking into it because I'm curious, but I, I, from what I've been reading about and researching mm-hmm. for this, it, it kind of just seems like a power move. Like it was just Mm -hmm. like okay well if everybody's doing this we're gonna do it but I want divorce and also we're gonna use this as a way to keep
0: control because England was it's it kind of it kind of feels like a you know they're like copy my homework just change the words a little bit with Catholicism yeah exactly I I, I feel like that's what Anglicanism is I'm making broad generalizations about things I do I know nothing about I'm just gonna say that right now yeah Um, yeah. we admit it here at the Uncanny County Museum right can their priests marry i don't know that actually Hmm. um maybe um maybe we're gonna go with maybe um (laughs) but anyways i think you know there's there's the the reforms that that the the social reforms because otherwise you know it would a religion that allows for divorce is objectively a good thing
1: yeah absolutely you know not having to be stuck in a marriage that could be you know abusive and really awful I think is good in terms of that progressiveness. Right. Yeah, it, I mean but... it.
0: De- it definitely, it definitely was a a man trying to divorce yeah. a, a woman for yeah. what we would look at now as yeah. uh, obscene reasons. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I guess I guess this is just sort of getting to the point of we have these very not not basic but we we have these very particular conditions that cause England to split from the Catholic church. Yeah. And they, yeah. they have the like, we still want to be Catholics basically, but we want to have divorce and we want to change a couple of other things because we're our own Island chain and we, yeah. we want to do things our way and we want mm. to um have our own sort of regional control stemming out from London.
1: Yep, still, um still see that reverberation and then today to to
0: me the the puritans are actually like no we have a theological obligation to remake christianity
1: uh, yeah i think you 100% nailed it on that that's a, I, I really think that's what's going on here and that seems to be mm-hmm. the case where they they yeah they want a reform and mm-hmm. the church of england doesn't they were like, right. "That's enough. We're good now. We still have fancy yeah. stuff. We're not removing the cathedrals, mm-hmm. you know. We're not painting them. It's fine."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then, you know, that causes them to leave because in the Netherlands, that seems to be more open, uh, yeah. into, or, or more aligned with what they want. It, although they will end up finding, though, it's not directly the same that they I feel are like looking the for. Dutch
0: are too loosey goosey. They're too like, chill. Yeah, they're too then. chill. They're, they're too, they they always. the the dutch are uptight in a very specific way that (laughs) is hard to articulate i I had a dutch roommate who would talk a lot about the social contract you know he is like he would he would tell me all about how like there doesn't need to be laws for things man you know you just need to do basic things watch out for your fellow man all that sort of stuff right and then it's just like hey brian that's cool and everything would you clean the fucking dishes for once and then he has to do a whole long rant about why you know the social contracts and whatever yeah no like one time we got uh we we jaywalked across this huge intersection like you know it's like a five-way intersection you know four lanes and everything and uh a cop uh swings around and you know, turns the sirens on for a second and like leans out the window and is like, I don't do that, and then drives away. <laughs> um, it's, it's, like Australian that was the extent thing of it. That world. was the that was the extent of it. Have you ever a uh, side note, have you ever seen Australian cops? It's so funny. Like the show?
1: like yeah they, no. they have their
0: own version of it oh my and, god like i remember watching this thing they're arresting this guy for like <laughs> drunken disorderliness right and um like uh they're they're handcuffing this guy who's you know a his his causing a ruckus and everything they're gonna take yeah. him to jail and his phone starts ringing the cop pulls it out of his pocket and it's like it's like who is this and he's like oh it's my wife and he's like oh okay want me to get that for you he's like yeah so he opens the (laughs) phone and holds it up to the guy's ear so the guy can say hi honey yeah going to jail you know i was like "I'll, i'll see you later you know and you know not to i i do not want to be making light of uh you know uh the, the the actions of police and i also know that there there is definitely a history of the police not acting that way to non-white australians i mm-hmm. i want to be very clear i'm aware of that but it's just it's it's kind of funny it's just it's it's funny and it's not funny yeah it's, i feel that yeah yeah but anyways just that that happened that you right. know just kind of passive aggressive you know just like don't do that please yeah. and then drive away and then the entire walk home. Brian was ranting about, you know, how this was like a fascist police state. Oh, wow. Um and it's like okay, all right. Um so the, <laughs> the Dutch don't like being told what to do. They this have, makes sense, yeah. And and I think that has been the case for a while. If we are yeah. now in this place where we are making very broad generalizations, you know, Because like even now the Dutch are like yeah we're gonna we're gonna have legal prostitution and and weed but you know we're gonna put it in a in a special part of town like you you do it over there
1: yeah I mean that seems like a Northern European thing though maybe not Germany Mm -hmm. Germany's too uptight for this yet but like (laughs) Denmark was like that with like Chris. Um, Christianensen, Christianensen, I can't remember what it's called, but that like one section that basically just decided they were going to become a commune, and the Danish government was like, "Yeah, no, we're going to annex you again, but you guys can still smoke; it's fine." And they just kind of let it happen. But like, it mm-hmm. it is this sort of like socialist lax, I guess. Maybe is like the worst way to put it, but like, yeah. do you even see that with? But with the Dutch, though, specifically, you're there is I think a focus on making money. It's like industry over. Yeah like a religious state. They didn't really do that. Mm-hmm. I don't think the reform in terms of how it affected the country was to make the ultimate, you know, Christian state. It was more like okay, this is great. Now I can make money and not give taxes to the church. Like I can now right. like fund our own churches and we can have our own places. And you see that throughout northern Europe a lot. And it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that was a bit of the shell shock for the the uh puritans when they showed up because they did not expect that they were not Mm -hmm. i don't i think they were expecting this you know country of god and christ and they bunch of a bunch of you know wooden shoe wearing (laughs) yeah they came in they tried to buy the clogs early so they could fit in (laughs) and realize no one's wearing them or maybe some people are but
0: um yeah
1: they they really didn't get
0: along there on it you know (laughs) yeah exactly you can't. I I don't know where to put a buckle on this wooden shoe. Yeah, I'm gonna nail it in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, they they um they're working with or their leader. I should probably mention him now. William Bradford is the one that's really he's conducting this ex um I guess an exodus of sorts to the Netherlands at first, yeah. so they can become this you know so they can live out their lives there. But um, yeah. it doesn't really work out, and this happens for a few reasons, which is that. They, one, have a lot of economic hardship because it's really hard Mm -hmm. to find work there. Mm -hmm. And they're mostly working in textile mills and they're not really loving it,
0: which is fair. I mean, that was was a yeah, that that was a hard it it was a huge industry in the Netherlands. um, Yeah, but also was hard and sometimes dangerous work.
1: Oh, yeah, no, it's intense, and they you know it's it's definitely very difficult. They also mm-hmm. aren't Dutch, which causes a lot of problems. They're English, and mm. I mean, you could argue some semantics in terms of similarities, but as
0: they don't speak English yet, so it is were they like trying to find like the the Beowulf jutes? Is that why they were there? They were like, oh, I don't maybe we'll know maybe we'll find you know our real ancestors you know they they thought it was going to be a real big uh homecoming. I, maybe, because they really did expect
1: it to be similar to English, and then they complained about the loss of identity, because there was no, they weren't English anymore, it's like, when you immigrate to a new place, and you have to conform right. to those ways, you lose some traditions of your past, if you don't hold on to them, and they felt like they were losing that a lot, and that makes sense, I think, at the time, right, and you can kind of see this, the sympathy there, that... You're in a face of a new culture with new customs, and they're not going to follow the English ones, and they're most certainly not going to follow the strict <laughs> puritanical ones that you're setting up for yourselves. so Definitely. it becomes difficult and like that was one of the that's one of the major issues that again they're not they're, they can't speak their language, they have to speak Dutch to get work or do anything, yeah. and also that their younger generation is now growing up in the Netherlands and coming of age there and just I, they identify more with the Dutch. So when they set out to the new world, which we'll get to in a moment as to why that even happens, a lot of them don't go They because they have lives in the Netherlands. And they're like, we're Dutch now, so I can live here. And why would I go to the middle of nowhere? Right? It's you because also the Dutch or the, the Netherlands lifestyle brought in a bit more openness and some more flexibility when it came to certain things. So there was a lot of knowledge and information and cultural exchange happening there and they specifically moved to the the city of Leiden which is not necessarily a coastal city but it's rather close so there's a lot of trade going on in this place i mean it's a huge textile area so they you know there's a lot going on here and you could see why a lot of their you know younger generation would eventually
0: not want to continue on this way yeah, they were uh li- like like many parents of study abroad students of the future, they lost their <laughs> children to the Netherlands. Yeah. I mean quite literally yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, and then you can see like even just from with with William Bradford's perspective, like why his actions would start to make sense on where to go with this. And that is specifically to look for a new place to live. That's maybe out of Europe because that's not going to cut it anymore. And right. now sidelining that for a moment and we'll get to when we get onto our shipment too, why that's, we're even here at this point, the frontier is starting to happen and the new world has been discovered. The Americas and people are moving there. Catholicism has already jumped on it, and that is with the Spanish conquests and Portuguese conquests in South America and the genocides that follow. The introduction of disease has already happened, so indigenous populations are already suffering. Colonization is in full effect, and also the slave trade is now starting up and booming. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff going on here in terms of context, and this is on both ends of this religious spectrum. So just keeping that in mind as we move forward because we are going to focus in North America and we are going to focus on the reverberations of Protestantism specifically and touching on Catholicism in the Northeast. But I do want to make it a point immediately that, yeah, there's already Catholic conquests happening here and being fully funded by the church. So that being said, there are also funding expeditions or expeditions being funded by private companies to move to the new world to the americas and just help set up shop. And William Bradford gets a great idea and his followers as well.
0: Does he does he say? Does he does he what? say? Buckle up. <laughs> We're going for a ride. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> you did it. The best possible <laughs> puritan pun. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely could see him throwing that into the motivational speech that it took to get everybody to go because this is a harsh journey for obvious Mm -hmm. reasons. Um, But yeah, so he starts hearing about a lot of these expeditions being funded and decides to sign up with everybody because this is a great idea to really start their kingdom of heaven, right? To make their their new's fresh start in a world yet Mm -hmm. conquered and that there's open land and one can do whatever they please. And this is where we start to get that idea of fleeing to a new place under religious persecution to the start of something new.
0: Yeah. And
1: it's not, that's not really what's happening. It's we don't want to follow rules, so we're gonna just go and do it in some, you know, in a different place where we still also don't understand
0: the customs and culture and, you know, well, but you saw that over and over again in, in the United States, because there was almost kind of immediately a feeling of. I feel like really close, every really close to the beginning, of the colonies and everything. There was that feeling of, ah, well, we tried to start this new, society. I guess we, we beefed that one. Let's go west. Uh, we, yeah. Ah, we yeah. Didn't really work out in the Midwest either. Okay, we got we to gotta keep pushing west. Last we one's keep, a charm. We got to keep trying again and again uh, un- until they finally, you know, ran out of uh, destiny to m- manifest and had yeah. to, you know, cr- create the, the perfect city, Los Angeles, when they went <laughs> as far as they could, which, you know, as we know, is, of course, has absolutely no issues at all.
1: Nope, none whatsoever. They um,
0: finally got it right. They got it right. It took them that They're long. They're like, you know what? Actually, we just need to make everything fake. Yep, that'll do it. And that and that's and that's how we make the perfect city. Exactly And also awful, awful traffic. Yep. We have to remove all public transportation because it's God's will. Um
1: God <laughs> hates trolleys. God does hate trolleys. And efficiency. Who knew? <laughs> but <laughs> and wants a free market. Um anyway, but y- yeah. <laughs> So long story short, they sign up with with one of these companies, specifically the Virginia Company, uh, who are the ones who also set up Jamestown, just to be specific. And they are the ones mm-hmm. that are helping to fund this journey. There is also yeah. um another group called the Enti- and they're called the Merchant Adventures. Yeah, no, they're called the Merchant Adventures. I thought there was a guild attached to that, but there isn't. So, Mm. the merchant adventurers are also ones who funded them, and they paid for the Mayflower, the recreation ship we see here, the crew that's going to get them there, because none of these people are sailors, and also a year's worth of supplies. Mm -hmm. But, this isn't for free, so they're going to want a return on investment that this colony is going to grow. So, in a year, they're going to come collect and figure stuff out. uh, And be like, okay, you set this up, so now we want taxes and other things out of you, because you owe us. So the, mm, what just planting plant that little Easter egg right there. Exactly. Yeah. So now, as we you know get onto our recreated ship here, and definitely have your masks on because it's too scale, and also it smells awful, just like it would have then, because the sanitation mm-hmm. is not great. Um, you can see what this quite literally would be like, and also this is something I didn't quite know. And they don't, they leave this out a little bit. The pilgrims also had to take other migrant workers with them because they're not the only people going there, and they want We we want maximum capacity when it comes to traveling, you know, to wherever right. they're going to go. So they also were taking on workers as well who didn't. Well, there not, weren't that many of them, right? The pilgrims. No, no. How, no, not how many, many people?
0: How many people were on the Mayflower?
1: Um, so there were there were one hundred and two. Uh, passengers too okay so that's these de- i don't know how that's... many if they're all pilgrims though or, or uh, puritans uh, they could so, also be so part of that fewer than
0: them it's like people have on average people have bigger high school classes
1: than that yeah yeah it, this is not a lot of people and when you think about that that they're gonna start a the, no experience farming no real experience uh, m- in the wilderness, none of them went to survival camp. None of them are Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts, right? Like none of them have done anything that requires like this they intensity. They don't know
0: how good they had it in the Netherlands. No,
1: they don't. They they could have been chilling, you know, in their. I mean, I guess the textile mill is rough, to be fair, but also, you know, you get to go to the bar afterwards. Judith Leister is probably gonna make a painting somewhere that you can go see. Uh, <laughs> you know,
0: there's music happening. Yeah. It seems chill. Well, but there, but but to, but to them, that's that's all sinful. They hate right. music. They hate art. They're they're Puritans, right? Yeah, they want this. They want suffering. They they, they want the 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 austerity. Yeah. The um, I guess the kind of stereotypical idea that like the, this work and this toil, this is the righteous thing that God yeah. wants for. Well, us. did you see? You,
1: did you see The Witch? Have you seen The Witch by Robert Eggers? No, I
0: have not seen The Witch.
1: Okay, I feel like that's a very good example of this attitude. And given that also Eggers is really you know masterful at looking Mm -hmm. at history to represent everything but Mm -hmm. the main plot of that is that they get kicked out of their the family gets kicked out of their village because they're too extreme Mm -hmm. like they are hyper religious you know Puritans we're talking like real intense and they got asked to leave so right. that's kind of what I'm getting here, where it's like, you know, they, they're they yeah. going to go out in the middle of the wilderness. None of them have any experience doing anything, and they're going to make a farm, mm-hmm. and they're going to farm to live. And it's like, yeah. how do you it's, expect it that to work? It sounds
0: like a good idea. Well,
1: it's like when people when are- When you like, say it
0: like that. Right. I, I, in St. Augustine, there's a, like, mini museum and shrine to uh, the Greek uh, immigrant population that was brought to florida historically and and i mean to this day there's a lot of uh greek and people of greek descent there and you know the mural was basically like a bunch of people that needed plantation workers Mm. and you know they're basically sailing around the greek isles being like hey there's this beautiful place or you just come and farm and make money and like meanwhile it's like they're going to florida they are working in the heat before yeah. air conditioning before bug spray yeah you know? i mean
1: that's that that that's pretty common throughout this time period well into the 1800s i mean isn't that essentially what happened with the donner party to a certain extent of how we're gonna get to california right like the one person was
0: the donner the donner party I feel like that is something that is almost an entire other discussion we would have to have. Oh, no, 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 it is, Um, it is. I just meant the the people selling the maps. But yeah, yeah. I mean, the the Donner Party was essentially the result of a dumb, basically a scam brochure. If you really get into the story of why they went the way they did, why they got trapped. Um, I guess the other interesting thing is... And maybe this is still like, maybe there's still a little sliver of this in our perception of the Northeast, but uh, it, you know, sort of the divide between, you know, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and New England. Like the Dutch had gotten to the new world. Yeah. And, I set up you new know, th- there's a reason Manhattan's called Manhattan. Um, but from from what i understand i've read a little bit about it it sounds kind of like it was the the bedrock proto democracy that would kind of lay the foundation for this idea of uh of new york as this uh the this this birthplace of all of this this progression this progressive idea of america and a lot of that was clamped down upon once the English took over and kind of put everybody in line. Yeah. But from what I understand it was it was a slightly more egalitarian society that the Dutch had kind of started to to put in place there. And I mean hmm. of, of course let's also acknowledge it's so that the Dutch can have banks in the new world as they you know profit off of sugarcane plantations in South America run by slave labor. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. You know, that's a that's a big gulp to to take right there. Mm-hmm. Uh but there's already sort of these seeds of New York as this yeah wealthy center of progressive politics. Yeah. And then yeah. up north, the Pilgrims land and put in motion a a different kind of new world vision of we're going to start again. And we're going to strip of the the unnecessary and decadent things of the old world. We're going to try to start a new world without sin, without mistake. You know, yeah,
1: get it, A lot of it, mistakes, it, and they, they do yes. a lot of sinning. So right. that's the thing. Right. It's completely like it kind of blows mm-hmm. up. I mean, I guess it doesn't blow right. up in their face because it ends up working out in their favor. But it is just kind ironic. Of,
0: yeah. Well, we, we've we talked about this before, but part of the misunderstanding, if you want to call it that, of the new world as uh, a new Eden, there's even there, there's a type of uh, vegetable in the Americas that's like big and culinary and stuff called a Jerusalem artichoke. They are neither artichokes, nor are they from Jer- Jerusalem, but they are, you know, this native plant that the pilgrims found when they landed here and named it that Mm. it's uh you know after the smallpox and other diseases that wiped out really the majority of the indigenous populations the the northeast of the united states appeared to them as this forest that was just filled with food plants that had been cultivated it was they basically had wandered into a an an apocalyptic world where the gardens got left behind and there really was this perception of this un because it was a farming practice that the europeans did not recognize they saw it as this edenic untouched uh place so if we if we put ourselves in that mindset, we understand a little bit more their perspective of why why they thought this was the place to to start up the perfect Christian yeah. community, you know.
1: Yeah. No, it does it does make sense in that way, and now when we look at it in this context, it's incredibly haunting. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah. You know, then and, and, and it's cuz they almost die. Like, in speeding yeah. up a little bit to sort of wrap yeah. up this story, they would not have made it without the Wampanoag asking yeah. for the alliance. And it was because that mm-hmm. they were also weak because of a disease that they didn't quite oh yeah, understand what was going on and that, mm-hmm. you know, alliances are in tatters with neighboring tribes and also they're losing people. It's yeah. a mess. And they took pity on the pilgrims and... Did the humane thing of reaching out to help? It's like okay, well, we'll help you. Right, you help right. us. But, and... but it
0: was it was also it was also a political play. Hundred percent. One one day we'll go more in depth into the story of Tisquantum. i Yeah, know we we hinted about it forever ago when we did a Thanksgiving tour. Yeah, we have but to revisit it. had such an interesting, bizarre life story that we we can't even really get into it. Uh, yeah, but he. It's so interesting to find out that he actually had this role outside of history, just the history of the pilgrims. That mm-hmm. he was a was a was a documented person uh, before and and kind of after too. Oh yeah, no, there's yeah. there is a lot
1: about him and also just that entire mm-hmm. story and where this tailors off, which you know goes into so, it's it's really crazy and kind of awful as well in terms of where this will end up and we definitely are going to revisit it i think because it's it's
0: it's worth telling and a very interesting story at that but now now we have we have protestants in north america yep we're we're made it we're really up until this point catholicism and a little a little bit of some other stuff but really Catholicism has been the thing that has the foothold in the new world, and and yes. has it and has and has the money.
1: Yeah, and they're functioning more in the south, the southern part, and yeah. now Protestants are in the north, and now it's going to set the whole stage for the colonies and the battle over the new world,
0: which is going right. to really just be devastating. Yeah, but this also sets the stage for this idea of north america Mm. particularly the united states as this evolution of western civilization that that that's going to to push forward that's going to progress society because we can talk all day about the oh yeah the patriarchal nature of puritanism the 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 flawed ideas of you must you must keep your life so plain and so simple and not tempt yourself with with anything else that life has to be miserable, that your work ethic is what is what, you know, gets you into heaven. Right. You know, we we've all we've all read the Scarlet Letter. Um <laughs> you know, exactly. or seen Handmaid's Tale, I guess. Right. That'll do it. <laughs> um But uh the because they are Protestants and they see themselves as this more evolved sense of Christianity. I feel like to some extent you get as, as the, as the new world develops its own identity beyond Europe with, within the uh, European settlers, I should say. But as, as those places develop their own identities, uh, beyond the indigenous ones and beyond the settlers the the there there's there's some i there's some notion of we are we are improving upon things and i think at this point catholicism is looked at as this this hangover this holdover from the old world and this is the new world and we're going to you know we run things in meeting houses we don't why would we have any loyalty back in europe we're on our own here for the most part in the wilderness we have to make everything ourselves uh it you start to see the the, the ruggedness that be, mm. that sort of forms that american identity the uh th- all of these things uh, all sort of come from this point and i think you could trace a lot of it to that divide in religion that they that they see themselves as because suddenly here is a region in the world with europeans that is is dominated by by protestants for the most part they're breaking yeah. off starting their own sects there is a um and and of course you know they even the 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 americans and canadians uh and 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 mexicans too uh going forward if, if we're talking about north america um when there's the effort to uh try and uh bring native americans into the fold a lot of times it is done with christianity and we look at this now as cultural genocide and and it is a no-no for many reasons that we do not have time to get into mm-hmm. um but In that way, that whole idea of kill the Indian, save the man, uh, you know, this idea that we will save these people if we convert them to Christianity and get them to participate in Western civilization, you see it as these people that have this idea that we're going to use our own brands of Christianity to reform the world that we're going to bring in our uh our ideas of governance our our philosophies of enlightenment thought uh to to the world through through this 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 social practice through religion and like there's a um uh there's there's an author i really like flannery o'connor uh who wrote kinda kinda of in the, the early twentieth century. Uh she she died kinda of young. Um but she was uh, a a you know a rare Catholic living in the South. And she writes this one story where a a Christian family has been convinced by a preacher to take in a family from Europe. And the subtext of the story is it's World War Two, and basically they're taking in Polish Im- uh, Polish refugees. Hmm. Um. And there there's hints and allusions to all of the horrors that are going on, and you know they're they've they've seen the pictures in the paper and they hear the stories and everything. And they get this family there. And I, I, the, the implication is that this family is Catholic, but they never say it. And the, uh, the, the way that the, the, pro, the protagonist or the person whose story that, the, or the, the person whose point of view the story is from, the way she talks about it is they have bad old-fashioned religion over there. And mm. here in America, we have good religion. We don't do the things to each other that the Europeans do to each other. Oh
1: um, uh, well, that's just not true.
0: But yeah, it's, <laughs> I guess that's, but, but, but I get Yeah, that 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 was the that was the perspective. Yeah, that was I mean, that true. was how it was. And I mean, Flannery O'Connor is a product of her time in a lot of ways. Yeah, one of the things she kind of gets is she is so, so critical of Southern Protestants and their false sense of authority over the people around them, over Catholics, over black people Uh, that she kind of being a Catholic in the South weirdly gave her this perspective as an outsider that. These people think they're so great and so much smarter and more enlightened than everybody else, and yet they treat everyone like shit yeah,
1: I mean well when you when you put everything under the guise of we are the chosen people and you are not, mm-hmm. and therefore we have to get you here like we're the bouncers yeah. to the club, the club
0: being mm-hmm. heaven, I guess. <laughs> um yeah you do you just taken i I've, advantage i've of li- that. i've listened to uh, some talking heads i know the, I, the name I, of the then everybody's trying to get to the bar the name of the bar is heaven exactly exactly um but but you know
1: it's like it, and also when you're doing everything under the well God willed it so so therefore we it's okay it's yeah. like oh okay that's a great that's that's a Perfect excuse, I guess, to do anything mm-hmm. and then just act like it's not your fault because it was God's will, so therefore, and right. people still do this today. That's not, yeah. right? Like, I mean, watch any interview yeah. on Fox News. It's pretty much that. Like, it, mm-hmm. you know, it is a lot of just the excuse under the, yeah, just religious pretexts. And and then just when you form a society this way, though, mm-hmm. you see that come through, you see a lot of this effect america going forward and and just like you you know you're recounting with flannery o'connor's writing but even like because i feel like with protestants beyond the puritans right the puritans are the first to show up and and really try to make their own Mm -hmm. christian commune let's call it that starts to happen even later on from the mormons to you know
0: Right, any cult right.
1: essentially to even i guess charles manson technically was doing something similar
0: with two right. like like it's the but, but that's 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 all this idea of yeah because you see this today even with cults but oh yeah historically it's always been someone who says i've figured it out i've figured out how to fix it we just need to separate ourselves <laughs> from all of these things that are bad and I feel like that—that that is the 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 worst kind of angle to it. I I kind of if I feel like I I, I it's worth mentioning when this was done for good. I think we would if we want to talk about Protestantism in America. I feel like we do also have to mention the Quakers. Oh, and, that's true. And the because. Because the, the thing is, the, all of this stuff is neither wholly good nor bad. It is it it is happening as there is the, the beginnings of the American experiment. And if you want to cynically look at all of these people that did all of this very real harm that we are still dealing with today, we have to also look at how much... Uh, churches played a role in abolition yeah, in civil yeah. rights like these were community meeting houses where people got together and discussed social revolution uh there's if you cuz you could even look at the quakers and you know maybe you know we're not going to say anyone was perfect here um but a lot of their ideas were very were very important to creating a, a the attempt to create a more egalitarian society. Yeah. Quakers are the reason we have price tags on things because they were like, "Hey, maybe people don't want to haggle and maybe it's also kind of unfair that you charge people different prices depending on who uh walks up." Yeah. That's uh, a good point. You know, it's a good point. Maybe we should try uh reforming people that we arrest for crimes rather than uh just locking them away or killing them you know maybe we should have sanitariums maybe uh you know the like there's um uh what's her name uh anna elizabeth dickinson mm. uh she was a quaker she was born oh. in the 1840s um and She's referred to as the American Joan of Arc. Uh, She was a very famous of the day, very famous public speaker. She spoke on women's rights. She spoke on the abolition of slavery. uh, Just incredibly uh, popular and well-received public figure. Hmm. And she she came out of that Quaker community of, of people that wanted to use Christianity, use the idea of we are all children of God, all that stuff. And I think if we want to talk about people that, that, you know, kind of put their money where their mouth was with that theology, the Quakers were in, in that time period. They were, they were kind of the, the closest to it. Yeah. You know, absolutely. they were, they were instrumental in starting a lot of the uh social reforms that that we would see in the uh latter half of the 19th century and into Hmm. the 20th century and it's all kind of coming out of that um that northeastern region that being said that's also where a bunch of cults show up it's yeah (laughs) um there's you know we also got like the public universal friend i don't know if you know that story of I of don't. american I do not that side actually. story of american christianity there was a person who um it's kind of interesting cuz on the one hand it's it's a very uh kind of conservative um conservative in the sense of you know live a plain life abstain from all like like com- complete abstinence like uh no no marrying no sex no children Hmm. uh but also the public universal friend uh requested to not be gendered for Hmm. uh for their entire life they wanted to just be everyone's friend (laughs) and that was that was the point of their cult and this is okay. happening in like the 1800s. <laughs> but as you can imagine, a cult that has no children um, within Doesn't a generation, they they die. had all yeah. died. But as far as we know, they just kind of lived out a, a peaceful existence. Kind of cool,
1: interesting. I mean, okay, that's not terrible. It's as not a cult. terrible, like, but you're starting little... to
0: see the 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 wacky esoteric stuff that, yeah. that will show up in in yeah. American groups i yeah, got the you freemasons
1: know, are showing up soon i think right well
0: i mean the the freemasons they, they had always been there you know okay that's fair they, they, yeah. they, they were from they were from you know uh europe you know they they've been around since the middle ages right uh i don't know when the reptilians come in and, and took over our government when when did I... that happen when did um when did uh the the when did the U.S. government get taken over by the Reptilians?
1: Depends on what timeline you look at, because I've heard it's always been this way since the beginning of
0: time. Mm, uh, maybe really not the beginning like of time, lot of, but... but... it also seems like a lot of those people have a hard-on for the Founding Fathers. So were yeah, they, you got a point there. Were, were yeah. they were they one of the good ones? Some of the good ones? I don't know, man. I guess,
1: I, you know, the story changes every time someone says it, so you can never quite figure it out. It's almost mm-hmm. like it's made up,
0: but... Uh, right. I, <laughs> I did actually encounter someone that I I did not know this until uh, I was in a record store uh, with a with a friend uh, in Alston. And it's one of those record stores that you cannot go in there under any time constraints because the owner will talk to you. Oh, no. And he's he's cool. He's okay. All right. All right. Very knowledgeable. Uh, I once walked in there looking for a very specific flamenco album and he dug through these disorganized piles and pulled one out for me. Oh, that's nice. Like okay. the album I was looking for. Dang. He's very knowledgeable, knows everything. Very sarcastic. A friend of his leaves uh, that, that had been hanging out down there. And then he starts talking to us about him. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'm trying to help him out. He's really gotten into some, uh, weird conspiracies. He's, oh, uh, no. he's, de- he's, dove into the reptilian stuff pretty hard
1: oh god uh
0: and then he's like and it's also gotten worse and we're like the 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 jews he's like yeah it's the jews uh you know he's (sighs) he's gotten into that so it it's as much as we make fun of it there's still people that believe in that but oh yeah yeah no at at what at what point do we get jonestown because you (sighs) You know yeah. a little bit more about that than I do. I know I know about the Mormons so, of course, but Same, yeah. Mormon, Mormonism also has so many offshoots and cults because Mormonism has it baked into it that people can have revelations past Joseph Smith. Well, that's Smith. the cra-
1: Oh my god. Yeah. Well, that's the wild thing about Mormonism because that happens like four times where different people who take over after Joseph Smith are like, "I have had a revelation. We must move the bank a little bit to the left." And then they do right. it. And it's like it's very like because but all it's allowed
0: you need to- it to adapt. It's allowed it uh, to well, adapt. Well, that's I, the thing. Yeah. It works. Um you know, they they were able to uh re edit some of their theology to uh you know uh a- accommodate uh non-white mormons Well that's uh, yeah that too there's but... this uh this is something that has been remarked upon by Marcus Parks of the last podcast on the left great mm-hmm. podcast that Love that podcast <laughs> uh we we will you know we we could only ever hope to to uh scrape somewhere in the ballpark of that mm. um but one thing that he brings up quite often is that he thinks that in the next 10 plus yeah. years we're going to see the there be a revelation about uh gay people uh being yeah. allowed into uh I think so. Mormonism
1: well because or
0: or some some sort of expansion of of yeah of, of allowing in queer identities and and you know just it, it trying trying to update with the times which right you know will no doubt lead to people uh more uh conservative mormons saying ah i'm uh, gonna start my own mormonism because i uh, i i think the elders have
1: lost their way the other church and, of latter-day saints of you know yeah. whatever town like that's what happens right. each time but that's yeah. why they've been able to survive so long too is because they can just constantly modify things and adapt so yeah. they'll just adapt where whatever that they
0: can and I mean you know yeah. go for it I guess but it is and then every now and then we'll have to send the army in to say hey calm I'm down gonna, yeah knock it off a little bit over there we can do we took out Joseph Smith we'll do it again but... <laughs> We sorry um, I shouldn't it, dig it Mormons do, too much is, but is it I feel like it was, maybe it was a different time. It was a simpler time, weirdly. Uh, <laughs> but we came very close to having a Mormon president. Oh, yeah. Romney, right? Mitt
1: Romney, yeah. You know, I, I didn't really get the whole deal with that at the time. But now knowing what I do about Mormonism, I was, I, that could have been really bad. Like when Mitt honest.
0: Romney's grandfather fled to Mexico so he could be a polygamist?
1: Yeah, that'll do it um that i mean people i guess were scared of like jfk because of the pope but i feel like this has actually significantly
0: more like constant like this would have been a big deal and that's why like jfk threw everyone off the path by committing every sin imaginable (laughs) yeah exactly so that'll do that (laughs) um no but like even even with
1: it's it's a crazy history with the Mormons too, just specifically how that goes down. And I mean, one day we'll have to talk more into detail about it because we just definitely mm-hmm. don't have, it, 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 we don't have the entire time to do it, but you can yeah. very much see that same attitude that we were talking about with the Pilgrims showing up here. Right. But even with like, because even like once Brigham Young shows up and takes over, it takes the, it takes it into a whole new world, which I still think it's yeah. wild that the college is named after him. And they have all the historical, like, knowledge about what he was like. I feel like it's very, like,
0: antithetical to... I feel like, unfortunately, to the type of people, the majority of the of the people that go to BYU, that is not the type of stuff that they would talk about care about i mean we've we've all we've all seen the tiktoks yeah i was gonna say like asking asking byu students like their thoughts on on social issues and yeah people being shocked that young people uh would have seemingly backwards social views but it's they're they're all mormons yeah they're they're just modest you know and and they can't all you know as like Ken Jennings is what we all want Mormons to be. They oh, right. They're bookish, they're a little nerdy, a little awkward, but otherwise harmless, uh charming, friendly, generous people. Yeah. Uh you know, that's th- like it's like like how we all wish Republicans were ron swanson from uh Parks yeah and Rec. that would be like, ideal that that's that's what we all wish well he was a libertarian you know. i guess right in that yeah case. W- yeah libertarians like it's what we want woodsy people to be like you know socially progressive uh you know but you know ron swanson he's, he's right he's a man's man you know yeah he'll uh, give you, you a know, claymore he he, and he, does, he doesn't cry no um you know whereas you know Ken, ken jennings can have uh you know is uh a practicing mormon but also uh as as far as i can tell from his podcast has leftists uh po- political beliefs yeah uh you know so they're not they're certainly not a monolith as no as, no know, i don't think we, so. we can't we can't paint anyone i mean there were plenty of there there were there were plenty of uh baptist churches going to bat for you know civil rights it's it we we can't say it's yeah. all it's 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 all bad it's it's complicated yeah. like it america is, it is complicated that is a good way
1: to put it because and it's nuanced for sure i mean there's just mm-hmm. i think we i think that attitude though is the thing that becomes a very consistent and maybe it's just greed and like mm. I mean, I I'm just always gonna be on the touch that that becomes one of the major problems here throughout history. Mm-hmm. If we're looking for if we're looking for some sort of contingent throughout everything, right? That's like mm-hmm. there or consistency that's there. I mean, that it's power and greed tend to go hand in hand, and you see that in whether it's you know Protestants or Mormons or Jonestown, mm-hmm. but like and even with that being something that started as a good thing and got worse.
0: Very quickly. Because But but it's 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 that whole idea that is I think it's the worst aspect of starting out anew. And I think we've talked about this before as well. Saeed's observation of Mm -hmm. a lot of newly formed countries, the idea that you kind of naively can be like, we're going to start something new and leave behind the problems. Of right. the old world, and right. that is a that is not necessarily an intention that is to be mocked. you know people are trying to start something new, and i mean, even in Jonestown, it's like' he was a, he was a socialist he he had you know this uh he had some vision of making. A better world that being said he also knew to you know help out old people so he could get money well you i know? mean
1: even with but johnstown and joe just jim jones whole thing he it just was socialism to a yeah to and people's temple just became mm-hmm. around that like he he used in the way he used god and christianity as a way to get people into the cult That was his thing. He did not believe in God. And then he ended up telling people that halfway through. And then he would preach to the Christians who were there about God. And this was God's will to be socialist because there's a lot of socialist Mm -hmm. things in the Bible. Uh, And then he would tell the socialists that they're going to build these things. They're going to have this program and stuff. And that would make them happy. So you were playing both Mm -hmm. these groups over against each other. But a lot of this, you know, started out as good. You know, helping minority communities better,
0: better he- intentions than the Branch Davidians. Yeah,
1: yeah, like a lot better. I mean, it was <laughs> it was actually helping out communities and stuff, and really, you know, getting people to to unite together, especially during you know, I think a little bit after civil rights movements and such. You know, yeah, it's, it's, no, because
0: he he was he was involved in that. I mean, didn't yeah. Jim Jones? Didn't he learn like a lot of his? Um, a lot of kind of his shtick was that him that he he kind of had like studied black preachers. Yeah, he he studied Father Divine and then later yeah, Mother Divine. Divine. He like Father Divine them. had some issues. Um, yeah, well, where <laughs> didn't didn't he say after his wife died that he was like going to marry his much younger secretary? Yeah, but his wife had jumped into her body. Yes,
1: yes, and then Jim Jones uses that to say that father it was either father divine or mother divine jump no to, to the new mother divine that father divine was in him now and so he can then you know commend some power at this congregation and they were like mm. i don't know about that because there was a whole like there was a whole thing where when he interacted with their group he wanted to sort of take them over so he could build the the his mm. group his people's temple to be bigger and he had to he did this like on stage with the the new mother divine and they were like basically you know they both know that this is fake so they have to sort of lie
0: is battle it it out is this the prequel to get out
1: (laughs) 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 it's weird man it's a he he once he starts getting messed up it is a mess and like i mean to be fair he's also a horrible person like just yeah yeah really really awful yeah we shouldn't uh we shouldn't um no yeah gloss over that either no he 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 Uh, was very very bad and since the beginning i will admit that definitely sociopath and just a lot of people died you know nine
0: i think it's in the it's at least in the 900s of people who die after this but it's but but also all of yeah no no i mean we can't we we want to talk about like oh like it it almost seemed like you could unify a bunch of people with religion to to work on the public good and then it ends with death an enormous body count it's but but also all of these weird goofy quasi-christian quasi-fantasy cult things heaven's gate you know you mentioned the manson family they all uh it's all so intertwined with american history because it's an entire it is a history of someone saying I don't like that. I'm going to go do my own thing for better or for worse.
1: Yeah, and they'll come follow me and then they do because it sounds great and then it isn't. It, it I mean Scientology, man. Same deal. I guess L.R.H., you know. Yeah, I guess. I hope he doesn't. I mean dude, yeah, that's but that's a a cult with a money-making ploy that somehow worked, but
0: um but uh, yeah, it, you see the, the ground- only as as their as their commercials in Florida advertise the only. <laughs> oh, yeah. I the only what this. is it? The, the only significant religion started in the 20th century. <laughs> is that what they say? I've never seen a Scientology commercial. Scientology anywhere. commercials come on the radio a lot in Florida. I forgot that's kind of where it started, though, right? Well, yeah, no. Clearwater, Florida is um like. So my mom's if this is very niche, this is going to be a very niche uh, thing, but if we have anyone, any visitors to the museum that are from Clearwater, Florida, my mom uh, had an art gallery on Fort Harrison out of one, of one of the old uh, Victorian mansions down there. If you remember the green Victorian mansion that was there in the uh, like bright green in the early two thousands, that was my mom's shop. Oh. Um, That whole area was very artsy, and from what I remember, there was kind of this attempt to make it kind of this downtown arts district, like really expand it. There was uh, an old school across the street from it um, Hmm. and everything, and then the Scientologists bought up everything. And for years and years, downtown Clearwater-, Clearwater was an absolute ghost town. Like, whoa, you only saw Scientologists walking around down there. It's starting now to come back. My dad actually lives down there now.
1: Oh, okay. Um,
0: but still like, you know, he has tons this... of weird interactions Ooh. with his neighbors that are Scientologists. There's a lot of businesses that don't ever seem to be open because they're just run by the Scientologists holding oh, on to God. the real estate. Oh, my God. They're all in uh, the Sailor's outfits. Yeah, but uh, if you're <laughs> ever down there, Clear Sky, very good uh, restaurant. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. it,
1: it is... I mean, it, it's a crazy history that we've expanded into, you know, that that this has all come from, and we can really... Without, without being too linear about this and without being like, you know, it all goes back to one place, it kind of does, a lot of this all kind of reverberates from the Reformation and in general, I mean, and there's even reverberations well, before then too, yeah. but this is all right. coming from that one point like we've been talking yeah. about and I think that that's incredibly fascinating yeah. mm-hmm. and also just like, I think it's something to understand too, especially when confronting a lot of things today and especially yeah. when we want to criticize Rightfully so, American society, politics, social justice things, all kinds of stuff that's affecting us now, how we mm-hmm. ended up here. It's important to register that history, I think, too. Yeah. And you see, you know, even thinking back when, I was, when we were mentioning about the Pilgrims, how they even got funding to come here, okay? Yeah. Why? Why did they get that funding? Because there was a money-making investment in it. Had nothing to do yes. with God. They didn't know that, maybe, right? They, mm-hmm. They're they just they're on their mission, but there's a company behind them that is very much seeing interest here because they can get natural resources and lumber
0: out of it. And that's Well, what they I think want. they also kind of see some rubes, you know? They're like, yeah. <laughs> we're going to get these <laughs> Yeah, they very, knew what was p- happening. These very pious people that want to move there anyway, we've kind of yeah, gotten into a position... <laughs> Yeah, but also, like, that that re- that deeply religious history, you know, is... Especially to New England, I feel like you can still sense it in a way. We talked a bit last week about how you could tie a line between a Protestant church and, say, a white cube gallery. The idea that right. we can remove all of these things and... Uh, have have a minimalist space, and that is the most efficient way to convey something. And I will reiterate, I do not have a problem with minimalism. I have a problem with everything being minimalist. If there, yeah, they're, you know, just finding the most efficient way to to do something eventually starts to feel really hollow. Yeah. And I still feel like even if you are not Christian, there is an element of that puritanical evolved idea of yourself that you could still sense in a lot of oh yeah, uh how Americans approach progressive politics and idea of superiority. There are you know, there's There's plenty of people that live on the coast that are not religious um and are you know uh very keen to talk about inequality and stuff but have absolute disdain for poor people living in the south or living in the midwest,
1: yeah you know, because yep.
0: they're essentially people that did not have the same opportunities as them to become educated on on those topics you know the that that those people that that live in those places should be punished for voting yeah. for the awful republicans that make their lives even worse that that they somehow deserve it that they deserve the all all you have to do is watch Bill Maher.
1: Oh my god, yeah.
0: And and Jesus. watch the way that he ridicules just profoundly poor people that of course they vote Republican. Of course they vote for backwards uh backwards conspiracy touting nut jobs. Like, they they have they have no opportunity to 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 get out of that situation it's it you realize that there is a condescension that comes from people that that would that that are a descendant in a way Mm. of that same thought technology of i am a more evolved more sophisticated thinker yeah. And I am mm. leaving behind these people that I do not care about. And I'm not going to try to imagine their perspective. I am not going to allow my life, my lifestyle, my attitudes, my opinions, my exposure to be sullied by by them. You know, it's it's it it's that that to me is is puritanical mm. and i feel like yep. it is a it is a descendant of it you know mm-hmm. and i know it's we're not talking about meeting people in the middle in terms of like you know uh laissez faire status quo centrism i mean you know the way forward is meeting people in the middle and trying to understand why they feel the way they do And maybe getting a new perspective and maybe trying to include them as we, you know, hopefully try to improve our society. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look
1: at it, honestly. And it's a nice, it's also refreshing given just a lot of doomism and a lot of like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it gets dark very quickly when you fall into that pathway because you know it's it's also a question of okay how do you even handle something that way it's it's why the whole i I never really understood why it bothered me and now i i do where Mm -hmm. we there was a point in time and it still happens where people were really saying it's not my job to educate you Mm -hmm. always what does that mean Yes, it is. It is. It, it really is. We have to help each other. That's the whole point. Yeah. Because otherwise, who are you educating? Yourself? You're not talking to mm-hmm. anybody unless they agree with yeah. you. So how does that work? And this goes both ways on that too. Y- yeah, you yeah. should share information. Whether they want to listen is not yeah. your job. I get that. And there's some people's minds you're not going to change. Unfortunately, that happens. Yeah. And But we shouldn't necessarily abandon that cause either. And I'm glad to have seen yeah. a lot more discourse, especially in the left Coming at that where it's like we do need to sort of – we need to regroup people because there's people that are unfortunately caught up in a lot of mess that don't really understand it. And not in a condescending way. It's just you can – if you go into that perspective, if you don't live near on the East Coast and you're in the Midwest or you're in out West and there is a specific – there's a different culture surrounding that you can very much understand how this happens and why this happens Mm -hmm. and why these politics take over – but it it's unfortunately people don't really do that on the east coast it's It's quite annoying and i think I think when we were abroad, that was a very good example of that seeing different like new york philly you know Massachusetts people talking versus like people from the South who we were friends with too, and like yeah. I know that I know I experienced this in twenty eighteen a lot where it was quite annoying because and and I definitely think. Well, I guess it was quite annoying when I came home because I'm surrounded by people mm-hmm. on the East Coast, and they were very, you know, you're you're quick to jump on those who live out west or down south and at, mm-hmm. acting like that they're less than or that they're the redneck people, oh, yeah, you know, who don't, think, and, and it really is. It's it's exactly as you said. It just shows that puritanical viewpoint.
0: It's we'll leave no, it behind. We'll move forward. It, it's it's it's, it's the new it's the new predestination. It's it's yeah, the they're... idea that those people deserve it because they have yeah. bad views. It's you know it's our whole thing of you know piling on when someone missteps or misspeaks and it, you and there's immediately like all right cut it all out move on. You know, don't try to help someone trying to, to to figure things out. Right. That's that's puritanical. They're yeah. They're they're reinventing these things without Christianity, and I think it kind of proves that. uh those, those things are are, you know, they they you you don't need to be a practicing Christian to yeah, still feel mm. those things, and right. it's. It's not you really know, I, I but I in a more hopeful sense I think that means that going forward there is some kind of allowance for a a tapestry of different ideas and cultures that still can maintain a a kind of community and 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 unity eh, right um (laughs) because because it's not necessary to to subscribe to those to those things together they Mm. don't have to exist together i think we've seen enough things where these two opposing forces or seemingly opposing forces that are really the same religion yeah uh in, like in I, a lot of they, ways they are yeah um that have incredible beef with each other over a lot of minute philosophical issues they, they have more in common than they have different yeah you know oh yeah but that but that's that's when you start to argue with people no one hates leftists more than other leftists that you slightly that's disagree with very accurate yeah yeah uh. I yeah,
1: yeah I I definitely agree. I mean I think it's it is good in a way that this can be removed from religion, but it also shows that maybe it's not the religion to begin with. Sometimes, Calls
0: you know, coming from inside the house. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 the religion wow. was with us
1: the whole time. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the religion was the friends we <laughs> made along the way. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I kind of is.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's wow, it's. It is a lot to process, I feel like. And I Mm -hmm. think this was, this for both of us is something that has been there for a while to dialogue about. And I think it's a, I really do think this is a necessary dialogue going forward. I for sure don't think this, I think this is like a good way Mm -hmm. to understand next steps in the country and also, and also just world global history, at least in the West, and really starting to understand Mm -hmm. where this idea, of Western society and even in general American society, if we want to focus in the U.S. for a minute, comes from, even in Europe too, where the superiority Mm -hmm. complexes come into hand, the gateways to imperialism, everything, you know, it's it's all tied up here. And I think moving forward, we should be paying attention to this a lot more closely. It's why history is so important and understanding Mm -hmm. all viewpoints of history on this. um, Even though we just covered the more, basic version of it in the european sense and <laughs> yeah. and i think we can come back at it in a few different angles as we continue but it's yes. it's it's more importantly so to just put this out there that hey you know if you didn't know christian or christians and protestants or protestants and catholics are not the same and here's why but also there's a lot mm-hmm. more at stake here between art and politics and you know day-to-day life that gets caught up in the middle of it that has a lot of effects be it good or really bad um yeah yeah that so yeah,
0: that's, a, that's a very well put and nice kind oh, of you. summation on this really fantastic uh set of conversations we've gotten to have and yeah. uh your fantastic research oh, thank on all you of this. thank and, you yeah thank you again joe for oh, of all course. of this this was a wonderful series of tours and i think it opens the door for a lot more stuff for us to talk about in the future Thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. I'm
1: really excited going forward what we get to talk about. I mean, we have so much potential mm-hmm. material here. Now we have to yes. we have to cover all the way from you know other stuff happening around Luther to basically Scientology now. I guess so. It's <laughs> it's a lot, but no, yeah. I've been I've been holding on to this since like high school. I feel like that there's. Something mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about, and now I don't have to like recount the entire history of the Protestant Reformation to people that I randomly meet who want to talk about religion.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, so, just get the, just get them just get to all... like, like and subscribe.
1: That's literally what I'm gonna do, Zad. You don't understand. That's the whole point of this. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm joking. I will, of course, always have that dialogue because I think it's necessary. Except when it gets frustrating, and then I just zone out because I really don't want right, to deal right. with it. But. I, I think it's once I, you know, I, I mean, I've learned about this a few times. It's something in history class I was always fascinated with and hated at the same time, coming from, you know, rebelling against the Christian, you know, or Catholic school specifically. So I get mm-hmm. it um, in that sense. Like, I, 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 but I think it is important to then look back and see, okay, why. And what's actually the thing here? So we don't end up like Bill Maher, and we don't end up like you know, because no one wants to be like that necessarily, mm-hmm. or riddled in conspiracy and you know all that kind of thing. So yes, yes. yeah, I think it's important. But um, yeah, yeah. no, just, happy to I, bring it. I
0: wanna, it. I wanna think of nuns. Uh, like the uh, the five k I would do as a kid, yeah. uh, run with the nuns. That's fun. where we had to. We chased a nun on a bicycle uh, around uh, Taylor Park Lake. <laughs> okay, that's she led. She led the pack. She was just this nun wearing sneakers, and that's she epic. Would, uh, oh yeah, gosh. she led. Uh, she led the race. That is very cool, huh? Yeah. 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 All right. Well. Wow. Yeah. Um. Wow. Thank you, everyone. Uh, yes. Thank you coming. so much. Uh, yes. Uh, we have. Uh like we said before, plenty of rosaries and uh candles in the yeah. gift shop. Yeah, we should probably get um, on the
1: boat, actually. Um we're gonna put yeah. right back where And we have,
0: you know, maybe my favorite piece of uh Catholic art of all time, mm. uh a box set of uh Bruce Springsteen albums. <laughs> <laughs> of course. You have to we have to throw that in too, obviously. Yes. Yeah, so uh what's going on with you, Joe? What uh where can people find your stuff? Because you have a lot going on i do all of a sudden things have happened
1: um well you can find my work my artwork specifically and other links at uh which is my website so feel free to check that out um right now i believe there should already be a posting for an exhibition that i am a part of that i actually think is folk i i have i have a selection of my works focused in an exhibition space uh at saint kate in milwaukee wisconsin so if you're in that area in the first week of june i believe it opens feel free to check it out i have lots of uh video works in there as well as some drawings and some uh collage works. so super excited about that um it's been really cool working on it i hope it i hope it goes through um but yeah so if you're in the milwaukee area stop by saint kate art hotel and take a look in the airspace because you'll see my stuff Nice. You'll nice. see my artwork, I should say, not my stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> just stuff. just my things, just random items I own. Uh <laughs> That would be kind of cool, though. But mm-hmm. yeah, and then um I, again, still working on some music, but it, I'm going to most likely be releasing some things soon. Like I said, it's my goal to just randomly drop a full album and never tell anybody about it until it's out there. Um because mm-hmm. I think that's fun. We don't do that enough. So just, yeah. you know, check around and maybe you'll see some music on my okay. end
0: soon. Um Maybe but, you should maybe you should like further anonymize it. Like uh, do a whole Garth Brooks Chris Gaines type thing. Yeah. Maybe. Like have yeah, have a have a musical pen name.
1: Yeah, I was never good at inventing a different name for myself, though. It's always been my problem. That's why I don't have any mm. like fun band stage names. So I gotta mm. work on it. Maybe that's what I'll wait for so gotcha
0: gotcha. um but how about you then what do you got going on so right now as of last night actually my show is up at the tufts medford gallery thank you to everyone who came to the opening reception Mm -hmm. uh this uh this has been a long time coming this is there's work in there that uh i've been working on since 2019 (laughs) it's crazy Wow. So this is this is quite the finish. That'll be going until the end of May and then as I've said before, watch out Hudson Valley. I'm moving there. Um but that is all that I can uh definitively talk about right mm. now. I do have my work up at my website zampeters.com and uh actually now that my final show is over uh, a lot of my work will be slowly but surely getting dropped on the website. So watch out. Um, a lot of one-of-a-kind stuff's going to be going up. Make sure to snag it. Nice,
1: nice. Um,
0: yeah, I uh, think that's about all I have going on. If you'd like to find the museum after hours, we are at Uncanny Museum on Twitter and at Uncanny County Museum on Instagram. I am at Zanasaurus on Instagram and Zanford E. Mann on TikTok. And I'm at Josemino Art on Instagram. And from the Uncanny County Museum, I have been Zan Peters.
1: And I've been Josemino. Peace be with you. And also with you. Ciao.